Philadelphia bus terminal. This individual is cooperating with police. He didn't put up a fight. He didn't resist when police took him into custody. He came along with police voluntarily. So uh, we're lucky in that respect. Two museum staffers were hospitalized, both expected to survive. Should mandatory arbitration be a matter of mutual consent? CBS's Christopher Cruz has that. A vote is scheduled in the U.S. House later today on a bill that would bar mandatory arbitration unless both sides agree. It would allow people to take their consumer and employment disputes to court, along with antitrust and civil rights matters. But almost no Republicans support the bill, and it hasn't even been brought up in the Senate. Supporters say arbitration too often results in decisions that favor companies. Opponents say the bill goes too far, and they say arbitration is faster and less expensive for all involved. Mississippi limits how race can be discussed in its classrooms. The new law signed by Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves prohibits the teaching of critical race theory in any public school, community college, or university in the state. Black lawmakers opposed the legislation. The Republican governor says the new law does not ban the teaching of history Several other Republican-led states now have similar laws. CBS News correspondent Jim Crisula. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Welcome to Allstate, where you can really control your savings. Because when you drive less, you save more with Paper Mile. So you're really in control of your savings only paying for the miles you drive. Yeah, life is good when you're in the driver's seat. Allstate, here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings vary subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. When you needed your mom, she was always there with the Vicks VapoRub. She used that soothing scent to calm you, and her mom used it to calm her, and her mom well, you get the idea. Vicks VapoRub's always been there. It always made you feel better. And today, it still does. Bring back those childhood memories with the comfort and care only Vicks VapoRub can bring. Vicks VapoRub. Family tradition for a reason. Britain's Supreme Court has rejected WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange's latest appeal against extradition to the U.S. His lawyers say he may yet launch a final appeal. And justice delayed in Michigan due to COVID. The trial of four men accused of plotting to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer has been postponed until Thursday. Someone described as an essential participant has tested positive for COVID-19. Adam Fox, Barry Croft Jr., Daniel Harris, and Brandon Caserta are charged with planning to kidnap Whitmer in retaliation for her COVID restrictions during the early months of the pandemic. Jennifer Kuyper, CBS News. And finally, a year to the month after the ever-given container ship blocked the Suez Canal for a week, Cruise in Chesapeake Bay are scrambling to refloat its sister ship, ironically named the Ever Forward. It got stuck on Sunday night as it tried to head from Baltimore to Norfolk, Virginia, but the smaller ship's groundings unlikely to cause as much trouble as last year's crisis because it's not blocking traffic. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. Millions of people use Zoom Phone, the innovative and feature-rich cloud phone system for businesses of any size. Zoom Phone is simple to use, whether you're on a mobile device, desktop, laptop, or desk phone. And because every call is important to your business, Zoom Phone was built with reliability in mind, using geographic redundancy to keep your communications online. Empower your workforce with Zoom Phone. Visit zoom.com slash phone system. Zoom, how the world connects. 
You can unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as a 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. Anomalous consumer access. Dot over 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information. Welcome to Sweet Tea USA, where we know our sweet tea, and we like it sweet. Sweet in the morning to get you through the day, sweet in the evening to put a smile on your face. And McDonald's knows sweet tea, too. That's why you can get any size sweet tea for just a dollar. Plus, with insulated large cups, your drink stays cold longer. Here in Sweet Tea USA, everything is a little sweeter. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal as compared to prior large cup. At Ohio Health, you can see your doctor here, there, or anywhere. Whether it's in person. Hi there. How are you feeling today? Or at home. Hi there. How are you doing? At one of our 200-plus care sites across the state. All right. Let's take a look. Or on your tablet, smartphone, or computer. So when did this problem start? You'll feel good knowing Ohio Health provides the finest care anywhere. Schedule care today at ohiohealth.com slash finest care. Integrated Services for Behavioral Health is the preeminent behavioral health organization in Southeast Ohio. It's an organization of over 300 like-minded individuals that provide services to some of the most vulnerable populations, believing in the resiliency of the individual. If you provide good services, if you care about the individual and you value communities, you know, the opportunities are endless. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday cars, afternoons at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH cars, and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. From Gruiser Realty in building. It's Larry Conrath, the only Larry Conrath in real estate. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses, farms and acreage, too. For the only Larry Conrath in real estate, please. Please call 5913015, 5913015. What was that number? It's 5913015. Call the only Larry Conrath in real estate. 5913015. Fentanyl is now the leading cause of death for Americans 18 to 45 years old. Fentanyl is being mixed illegally with drugs like counterfeit painkillers, heroin, cocaine, and methamphetamine. You cannot see, taste, or smell fentanyl, but there is something you can do to protect others. Naloxone is an FDA-approved medication that works to reverse an opioid overdose, including fentanyl overdose. Learn where to receive free training in naloxone at www.healtogetheroh.org forward slash Athens. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent 
and recovery maintains financial services. I-N-E-P-T, E-N-X, Tech, 2468, who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Talking with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach and athletic director at Inept Tech. And Coach, when we spoke with you recently, I don't think we really established where your school is located. Where everybody knows where it is. It's right here in town, and everybody probably goes by it twice a day, once on the way to work, once when they're coming back home. It's located right downtown, out there at the corner of Tibbet River Streets. And, of course, everybody that knows where the Tamashant building is, it's right by there. And I assume you have a stadium adjacent to your campus. Uh, well, no, it's right next door. Can you tell us something about your facility over there? Well, I can tell you about the stadium, if that's what y'all want to know. Of course, uh, this goes back to 1937 when a boy what was in my class, you know, I went to NAP Tech. You probably didn't know that. But no, I, I really didn't. That's right. I was a graduate of uh, NAP Tech a long time ago, and there was a feller in my class name of uh, Sheldon Steverson, and uh, Sheldon went on to be a big career as a doctor. I don't know what kind of doctor he was, but he made a lot of money, and he decided to give it back to his old school in the form of a stadium. And, uh, of course, uh, back then, stadium stadiums cost a little more than what he thought and he run out of money about halfway through building that stadium and old Shell bless his heart he wanted to give all his money to the stadium so even though we only got it half half finished we wanted to name it after him so we now play in the half shell stadium and I'll be back with coach turf in just a moment and the art turf show now remember the word turf this morning the art turf show is proudly sponsored by Grass Seed. Get it? Ha, ha, ha. I, I'm working on it. Grass Seed. For turf. Turf. To plant grass for turf. <coughs> Natural turf. Well, instead of art turf. Artificial turf? Well, no, not grass seed for that, but grass seed for his cousin, Nat Turf. Okay. Back with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach and athletic director here at Inept Tech. And, Coach, we've established that your oysters play in the half-shell stadium. I see a lot of black and gray hanging around the campus here. Are they school colors? Well, that's right. You know, that's about as basic as you can get. We wanted to go with one of these here basic colors. We didn't like all them pink, purple, and turquoise, and paisley, and all them other psychedelic-type colors. We wanted to go with the basic colors for the basic program, and I'm a basic kind of guy. Coach Turf, I was noticing that uh, your team's nicknames are the Oysters. I just wonder if you have a, a mascot, an oyster mascot for your athletic teams. Well, no. Uh, you know, we went down to the Five and Dime uh, looking for oyster costumes, and, you know, we couldn't find none. Uh, seemed like uh, nobody makes them anymore. I don't know if they used to make them and they stopped making them or what. So I guess we had to go with another mascot, and, and dog, if we didn't come up with one, we wanted to come up with, with an original mascot, a mascot what nobody else has. And so we could, wait a minute, I got him right over here. Uh, Benny. Here, here he is. What is that, Coach? Well, that's uh, Benny, Benny 17. He's our bullfrog mascot. And uh, Benny uh, has one problem, though. He like, wait a minute. Benny, where are you going there, boy? Benny? What happened to him, Coach? Well, uh, I guess we're going to be looking for Benny 18. 
Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Ribbit. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Now that kind of awkward pause at the end was my fault. Oh well. You rarely hear errors on the Art Church show though, right? That's right. Good morning. It's a Tuesday, folks. Beautiful sunshine booming through our window. 35 degrees outside. Headed up to 65 today. 73 tomorrow. Didn't we just experience the uh, official first day of spring recently? No, we when, did not. When is we that? experienced the time change oh. over the weekend. Spring is this Sunday. Sunday. Yes. Sunday. Sunday. National Trails Raceway. Yes. Okay. I used to produce all those ads up in Columbus. Sunday. 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 National Trail Raceway. Yeah, yeah. See the top fuel cars live this Sunday. All right, back to business here. So anyway, as we look ahead, um, in terms of daily temperatures, there's nothing under 58 as I look ahead, and that's for one week or two weeks. Nearly two weeks anyway. I guess it's uh, 12 days. Anyway, um, that's kind of neat, you know? Yeah, especially if you like warmer weather, it's well, a coming. Well, after winter, who doesn't, you know? Especially this past weekend when I had lows, according to the Weather Channel app on my phone, of three above zero wind chills Saturday night into Sunday morning. Yeah, it was windy, wasn't it? Yeah. Both actually, both Friday and Saturday, lots of snow coming down Friday night. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That was, um, you know, and it didn't it didn't really hurt anything. It just was cool. I mean, generally speaking, no highways were covered with anything. They had prepped for it. It, it lasted only a short time. You know what I mean? It was kind of. cool. Yeah, the I noticed the brine started being put down on Wednesday afternoon. Yes, I think yes, it was. Yes, I saw that too. And uh, yeah, the with the warm temperatures prior to that, that helped the roadways too stay a little more clear. Yeah, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, for school kids that wanted a day off, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. March fifteenth, it is. That's right. We're already halfway through this month of March. Today, a free-for-all. 
Now, uh, we should tell you about some shows coming up. My sheet's missing. Normally down there. Right there it is. Underneath. Well, it'll be seen real well down there. Okay, let me dig it out. Hey, there it is. Got an Easter egg under there by any chance? No. Not yet. What? For our annual Easter egg hunt. You mean the the promotion? Yeah. No, just an actual Easter egg underneath the phone. I think the phone would be rocking then. (laughs) If it not, if it's the flat pastels that we hide, the cutouts. Oh, I didn't know we did that. Yeah, we put we hide the their flat. You mean we don't hire real eggs? We don't no. use real eggs? No. Some bird may lay on them, then you'd never find them. I thought we used those, like, plastic eggs that snap apart. Nah, it's like easier. to get it, Joanne Fabrics or something like yeah, that. Yeah, easier to do the, the pastels, the cutouts. Okay. Those other ones might blow away or might get run over. Well, anyway... Good morning, folks. Um, let's see here. Uh, today is Tuesday. It's the 15th, as we've mentioned. Tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I haven't had Hugh Sherman on the air. Uh, Hugh is the, uh, do we say interim acting, whatever it is. He's the president of Ohio University. He's uh, formerly the head of... Um, the dean of the College of Business. And um, it's been a while since we've had the opportunity to have the president of the university on the air. Um, So I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. Hugh Sherman tomorrow. On Thursday, the mayor of the city, Steve Patterson. We always enjoy having him. Looking ahead next week, I think it's on Tuesday, we're going to have um, Svetlana um, Kalinchenko. I'm doing that from memory. I don't have it in writing in front of me. If I did, I'd, I'd do it far more accurately. She's from the Ukraine. And um, she's been very active in um, oh, different things locally, uh, the awareness of what's going on over in the Ukraine right now. I met her recently. I like her. So um, I said, would you do a show with me? And she said, sure. So that, uh, I think, is next Tuesday. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, we'll get this straightened out eventually. But anyway, tomorrow, President Hugh Sherman, and on Thursday, Steve Patterson, the mayor. All right. Today is, not only is it March 15th, it is also Everything You Think Is Wrong Day. It's National Shoe the World Day. Like, 
shoes you wear on your feet. It's World Social Work Day. Now this one I don't know. National Pears Helen or Helene Day. We're going to have to look that one up, Scott. Yes, we are. So pears yes, like we the, will. Pears like fruit. But then H E L E N E day. So it could be an actual person's name. I don't know. And it's National Kansas Day. And it's National Equal Pay Day. But um, National Pears Helene Day. What am I? What is it? Yep, still loading here, okay. but uh, okay. we're getting there. Well, um, here it is. Okay. It is these crazy pop-ups. Okay. National Pears Helene Day celebrates a food holiday about the delicious, smooth French dessert combining warm poached pears, vanilla ice cream, and chocolate sauce. So it's a, a food entree. Mm-hmm. It's a dessert. A dessert. And it sounds wonderful. Sure does. Matter of fact, I'm going to maybe make some later on. There you go. We're going to use our little microwave in the hall? Oh, no. No, no. No, you got to poach them. Okay. Poach the pears. The only thing that will do would be dry them out and burn them. Okay. Poached in sugar... <clears throat> Excuse me, poached in sugar syrup, served with vanilla ice cream, chocolate syrup, syrup, and crystallized violets. Sounds very violent. <laughs> I don't know where that came I from. Don't either. It doesn't really matter. The point is, it sounds uh, uh, delish. Yes. Well, let's go back into the historical event stuff. Uh, first of all, on this day in history, March 15th, in the year 221, Leo Bei, a Chinese warlord and member of the Han royal house, declares himself emperor of Shu Han. <clears throat> claiming legitimate succession to the Han Dynasty. You know, I just wonder how people ever were able to do such a thing. You know, if, uh, if I just declared myself emperor of something this or that, wouldn't you think there'd be a kickback? Or a pushback, yeah, yeah. Definitely. In today's society, yeah. Back then, they were, I think, all looking for a leader. Really? Somewhere. Maybe, maybe that's true. But, you know, it's not like the way things are today because people say, no, wait a minute, what makes you think you can be a leader? Plus, there's many people wanting to be leaders. Yeah. They're called politicians. Oh, I was giving that up for Lent. 
Well, you were going to not speak ill of politicians? No, that? I was just giving up the whole thing. Good, ill, in between, doesn't matter. Well, you've messed up. I sure have. The year 1493, Christopher Columbus returns to Spain after her after his rather first voyage to the New World. 1783, in an emotional speech in Newborn, I'm sorry, Newburgh, New York, George Washington asks his officers not to support the Newburgh conspiracy. The plea is successful and the threatened coup d'etat never takes place. 1917, Nicholas II, the last Russian czar, abdicates and nominates his brother, Grand Duke Michael, to succeed him. 1962, five research groups announced the discovery of antimatter. 1962. Uh, we have more, but I want to stop on that. Scott, would you just hit the, uh, the definition of antimatter? Antimatter? is molecules formed by atoms consisting of antiprotons, antineutrons, and positrons. Stable antimatter does not appear to exist in our universe. Okay, so if I said, please put a tablespoon of antimatter into my hand, that would not be possible. Uh, according to this definition, that is correct. Okay, we'll leave so it alone. Let's keep going. Discovered something that doesn't exist. Well, I can do that. We all can. But but that's in layman's terms. That's what happened. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't exist here. In the year 2019, climate change strikes um, held by school children <clears throat> take place around the world, inspired by Swedish teenager Greta Thunberg. Climate change strikes. Huh. Not all that long ago, but I don't really remember that. Oh, well. Well, let's see. What birthdays do we have here? Andrew Jackson, born in 1767, died in 1845. And, of course, we all know him as a U.S. president. He was also an American lawyer, general, and statesman who served as the seventh president of the United States from 1829 to 1837 before being elected to the presidency, Jackson gained fame as a general in the United States Army and served in both houses of the U.S. Congress. But now, you the never next. never hear about that anymore. Uh, say that last again. You never hear of someone doing that anymore, yeah. being a general in the Army yeah. and then serving in both the Senate and House. 
Um, I think we've come close a couple times, but um, a general. Yeah. Let's um, let's see here. The next one is Saint Nicholas. Now I always think of Christmas, <laughs> but I don't think this is that one. Um, he was born in the year two seventy A.D. Died in three forty three A.D. I think of Saint Nicholas as being the holly jolly guy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this picture doesn't look. Like he's not, real holly jolly. Not at all. He could use a little more holly jolly. Uh, St. Nicholas of Mira, also known as Nicholas of Bari, was an early Christian bishop of Greek descent from the maritime city of Mira in Asia Minor during the time of the Roman Empire. Because of the many miracles attributed to his intercession, he is also known as Nicholas the Wonder Worker. All right, all right let's uh, move on here. we got two more in the way of birthdays. Uh, one is Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, of course, passed a couple years ago. Uh, she was born in 1933, died in 2020. Yes. She was an American lawyer and jurist who served as an associate justice of the United States Supreme Court from 1993 until her passing in 2020. I met her once at an event in Washington. I'm trying to think if it was Clarence Miller. I think it was. Um, it's my best bet anyway. Um, introduced me to her. Eva Longoria. Celebrating her 47th birthday today. Needless to say, when they get into um, current day people, particularly actresses and that sort of thing, very attractive picture. Eva Longoria Bastone is an American actress and producer after a number of guest roles on several TV series. She was recognized for her portrayal of Isabella Barria on the CBS daytime soap opera, The Young and the Restless, hmm. on which she starred from 2001 to 2003. And I, I remember her from uh, Desperate Housewives more than anything else. That was you remember the uh, expression uh, sitcoms, right? Yeah. No, 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 not sitcoms. Not sitcoms. Soap operas? So soap operas, that's it. Which were daytime shows. They were series, so you, you watched a half an hour today, and then tomorrow you watched the next half hour, and then, you know what I mean. Soap operas, daytime television. And um, did you ever find yourself slightly hooked to one? I did not. Nor have I. In fact, in my head, and this may be a very sexist thing to say, but in my head, they weren't meant for men. They were meant for housewives, right? Which is a lousy thing to say. Yes, that is a very judgmental thing to say. But um, I just never really understood that. Even though I have friends, Deidre Owen, Lois Kibbe, who were in those shows. 
I worked with in the theater during the summers. But anyway, they, they were regulars on those shows, had parts that, well, they, they were famous in their own way. I have uh, spoken with a couple clergy along the way over the years, and they they uh, a lot of clergy will tell you that those soap operas tend to encourage a little bit of shady behavior, so ah. to speak. Hmm. And they, I've heard sermons about them encouraging folks to avoid those. Okay. And not be drawn into the temptation of such behavior. All right. Well, we've got two famous deaths to point out today. One is that of Dmitry Polyakov. Polyakov. P-O-L-Y-A-K-O-V. He was born in 1921, died on this date in 1988. What's now, the last name spelling? P-O-L-Y-A-K-O-V. Oh, how about this dude? He was a Soviet major general, ranking GRU officer, and a prominent Cold War spy who revealed Soviet secrets to the FBI and the CIA. So he was helpful to us. Yes. In the CIA, he was known by code names Bourbon and Rome, while the FBI knew him as Top Hat. Weird. He was born in the Ukrainian Soviet Social uh, Socialist Republic and passed in Moscow, Russia. Okay, the next one we've certainly heard of many times in our lifetimes, but um, I, I, what is uh, taken me by surprise is his hair cut if you can call it that. It really looks very modern day. I've seen a lot of guys around town with this kind of haircut. But we're talking about Julius Caesar. Born in 100 B.C., died in 44 B.C. But I want to pass this back to you and let you see this haircut. I see... uh the granite head of... You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it looks like some of today's styles. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. We're, um... I don't interesting even, how... I don't even know how to describe it. Interesting how hairstyles recycle. Kind of like <laughs> clothes that recycle after about a 30-year span, anyway. it seems like. But I see a picture of a granite head here, too, along with that hairdo. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Julius Caesar was a Roman general and statesman, a member of the first triumvirate. Caesar led the Roman armies in the Gallic Wars before defeating his political rival Pompey in a civil war and subsequently became dictator of Rome from 49 B.C. until his assassination in 44 B.C. All right. Um, the COVID uh, statistics, we've not shared those for a few days. And to be perfectly honest, I, I didn't keep track of them either Saturday or Sunday, but they are accurate as of yesterday. 
Um, worldwide. Worldwide, we're approaching a half a half a billion cases. Um, which represents um, 5.8% of our world's population. Now, what's the world's vaccination rate? 63.5%. 63.6%, which is to say 5 billion Okay? Where'd that sheet go? I'm just putting it in order. There it is. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted myself. All right, so 63.6 people of our a percentage of our people have been vaccinated worldwide. Here in the United States, 76.52%. Here in Ohio, And here in Athens, 50, let's see, let me make sure I'm on the right line. Yes, 53.56%. All right, Let's, uh, let's move on to some other item. So cases... There have been, um, let's see here. Okay, we've had 500, I'm rounding these off, uh, um, to the closest round number, so to speak. We've had five, 460 million cases worldwide of COVID. which is 5.8% of our population worldwide has had it. I learned my granddaughter had had it and is over it. But um, anyway. Oh, oh, we have a caller. You, you didn't tell me that. I didn't, didn't notice. see it. Yeah, okay. Let's go to our phones, then we'll continue. Good morning. Chickety poo. Chickety poo, indeed. <laughs> I I was listening to you do the COVID thing, and I was just wondering why couldn't the Russian soldiers get COVID and end that war? Well, I mean, I'm just you know just popped in my head. You know how it is, Dave. You mean um, that the soldiers would have it so seriously they couldn't fight? Right. Okay. They had to go home. Yeah. 
I tell you what, I um, let's see, we have a guest tomorrow. I'll try right. to look it up for Friday, okay? No problem. I, I mean, and I, another thing I've been wondering, will the, will the Bobcats get to go to the MIT, you think? Nope. No, they, they're in the uh, C, what is it? CBI. CBI. Okay, CBI. It's it's all, all the games are being played in Daytona Beach this weekend. Oh, that's great. They play. <laughs> you to make maybe, a they trip play maybe they can play outdoors, huh? Huh? Maybe they could play outdoors there oh. in Daytona Beach. Definitely. It's around 80 degrees here. Yeah. They play Saturday night at 730. We'll be broadcasting the games. All right. No TV? No. Um, the only thing you could do is stream it on a computer at flohoops.com. Flow now, Hoops. It's easier to listen to y'all. Me and yeah. the computer don't get along. Yeah. I sit down in front of that rascal and he says, oh, no, not you, and shuts down on me. <laughs> well, who could blame it? Well, I know. <laughs> we know that accent. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> That's what he says there, too. Yeah, the, the Lady Bobcats play uh, Thursday night, I believe, against uh, South Dakota State in the women's NIT. Right. Yeah. Yep. All righty. Well, let's see here. Let's, let's just um, shorten this up a little bit. Athens County. We have had, so far, 14,395 cases. We're generally seeing, you know, let's say 7 to 10 cases new each day, which is a significant improvement. Um... Hospitalizations, 341 in our county are being hospitalized and recovered. Since this thing began, what, two years ago, we've had 134 Athenians pass away from COVID. Now, I believe the number of active cases, let's see here, is this right? Well, the, I'm going to forget this figure and go with the other. Uh, we have had 14,076 cases in our county. Right now, there are... I guess I don't have the number of active cases, but 341 are in the hospital. Okay. Um, that's enough, isn't it? Yeah, that's up to you. Okay. That, that's your baby. It's 845. Let's, let's move on. Okay. 
um, in the news. Zelensky is to brief Congress. <coughs> uh, uh, Zelensky is the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky. He will speak virtually in a joint address to the U.S. Congress tomorrow. This was announced by congressional leaders. The address comes on the heels of almost a $14 billion in aid from the United States to the Ukraine and a move to halt Russian oil imports. Zelensky, who has remained on the ground in the capital of Kyiv, is expected to reiterate the need for a Western-backed no-fly zone across the Ukraine. Well, the announcement came as U.S. and Chinese officials met in Rome amid rumors that China was considering military assistance to Russia. Beijing has denied those reports. Separately, Russian officials alleged 23 civilians were killed and 28 injured in the eastern separatist city of Donetsk, D-O-N-E-T-S-K, Donetsk. And those were um, injured by a Ukrainian missile. Observers say the claims had not been verified. Going on, more than 2.8 million refugees have fled the country. Neighboring Poland, whose population is roughly 38 million, has taken in an estimated 1.7 million Ukrainians. Well, it's a mess. And um, we will follow it closely daily for you. Scott, I, I had the oddest thing happen to me last night. I woke up kind of in the middle of the night, which is weird, thinking what? What, what what caused the Vietnam War? Now, you know, when you go to sleep, you're supposed to let everything go. Sleep. But I'm very concerned about all of this. I was a Vietnam-era soldier. I did not have an infantry assignment in Vietnam. I visited it once, no, twice, but never for more than 12 hours. I had some responsibility in Cambodia and Laos, but what 
caused the Vietnam War in a sentence? Do you? Um, I don't know if I can do it in a sentence. Okay. I, uh, well, it was, it was to pre- prevent the U.S. Uh, the U.S. was trying to prevent the spread of communism because the French, uh, before the U.S. got involved, France was involved there. Mm-hmm. The, the French colonial administration of Vietnam in uh, around 54, 55, something like that. Uh, they wanted to, uh, North Vietnam wanted the country to be a single communist regime uh, modeled after the Soviet Union and China at the time. South Vietnam wanted to fight to preserve a Vietnam more closely aligned with the West, being the United States. So military advisors were sent in small numbers through the 50s, and then it increased uh, during the Kennedy administration, and then active combats were were sent there in 1965. So, and, you know, why is... Um, aren't there a lot of similarities here? Well, you could say that, with the exception of... There, well, I guess there are advisors from the U.S. They're just not physically present in the Ukraine like they were in Vietnam in the late fifties, mid to late fifties. So, with Zelensky and his call to Congress, is it mm-hmm. today? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I, it seems to me like you have a point there that he may be seeking out advice, and he's also asking for help for a no-fly zone over Ukraine, which the U.S., again, is reluctant to do so, much like they were reluctant to get into Vietnam, but they did anyway, as we know now from history. So, yes, there are some parallels and some correlations with this based on U.S. involvement in early stages of the Vietnam War. Well, these things get so complicated. And uh, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, if it were real simple, it'd be too obvious what to do. Yep. Um... Let's see here. By the way, COVID, we were talking about that a few minutes earlier. COVID cases are rising in parts of both Asia and Europe. Uh, This is seen as a new hotspot right now. Even as COVID-19 cases and deaths have declined here in the U.S., Um, Pacific region, after more than two years of mostly fighting off COVID, Hong Kong has become the worst, the world's worst hotspot. 
the main problem, as in so many other places, is vaccine skepticism. Doggone it. Heading into the current outbreak, nearly 40% of Hong Kong's population was not vaccinated. And more than half the people over 70, the age group most vulnerable to severe COVID, they too were unvaccinated. Why? Many Hong Kong residents do not trust the government, given the increasing repression by China. Others are dubious of Western medicine or have been influenced by misinformation. Until recently, Hong Kong, like mainland China, had been largely successful in keeping out the virus, which meant that vaccine skepticism did not bring large costs. But the Omicron variant is so contagious that it overwhelmed Hong Kong's zero-COVID strategy. Adding to the problem, many residents have received Sinovac. It's a Chinese-made vaccine that is less effective than the vaccines designed in the U.S. and Europe by Moderna, Pfizer's Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, and so on. Although the Pfizer vaccine is available in Hong Kong, many residents wrongly fear that it has dangerous side effects. Sinovac still provides meaningful protection, but not as much as the Western vaccines. So the death rate in Hong Kong has soared this month. surpassing the 25 per 100,000 residents in the past week. Now, in the spring of 2020, New York's was higher. But not anymore. So, um, again, once, once again, just in case you forgot, this whole thing's a very big deal internationally. All right, we have about uh, four, maybe three and a half minutes left. Once again, tomorrow will be um, um, Hugh Sherman, president of Ohio University. I'm thumbing through the pages here. I did see some other stories that caught my eye. Here's, Here's one, here's one. Uh, I got a report today entitled 2022's Most and Least Federally Dependent States. Federal assistance to states came into the spotlight during the coronavirus pandemic when some states received far more money per case than others from the stimulus packages. However, Americans have looked at federal assistance programs with growing scrutiny for years, and the number of people dependent on government assistance was decreasing prior to the coronavirus crisis. Regardless of overall trends, though, it is clear that some states receive a far higher return on their federal income tax contribution than others. 
So here we do. Okay, so uh, what state do you think this... I bet you can guess this one. What state do you think um, is most dependent on federal... Oh, I hate to say it, but probably our neighbors. No, no, no. But, well, it's up there. I'm sorry. But it's Alaska. And I would have guessed that. Um, From the residents' point of view, it's number one. Their federal support. From the state's point of view, it's number three. Now, you were going to go with West Virginia, right? Correct. It comes in number two as far as the residents are concerned and number 11 as far as the... the, uh, the state is concerned. But Kentucky comes before it and Mississippi before that. Okay, Wyoming. I love to always mention Wyoming. It's 12th. Ohio is 35th. From a government's point of view, they're 16th in the ranking, but, but, but from us residents, we're 46th. We're running shy on time here. There's much more here I'd like to share with you. So we'll save this report. And um, try to go over it uh, maybe Friday when we have a little more time. But some of the questions they raise, should federal resources be allocated to states according to how much they pay in, or should some states subsidize others? What program should be state or local responsibility and what should be federal responsibility? What is the fairest way to redistribute federal resources back to the states? We're out of time. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Barker in London. As Russia's offensive in Ukraine gains in ferocity, the U.N. says three million refugees have now risked the so-called humanitarian corridors that are often anything but. The number is certain to rise well beyond three million to four or five million or even more. Of those who have left Ukraine, the vast majority have come here to Poland. Matt Saltmarsh is with the U.N. Refugee Agency. He's now in Warsaw. Pressure is, is really building and it has built. There is a lack of housing, social services are coming under pressure. The big concern is that at some point, the countries which have been welcoming refugees may no longer want them. Steve Futterman, CBS News at the Poland-Ukraine border. Police in Washington, D.C. have arrested a suspect they say may be the serial killer who's been targeting homeless men in D.C. and New York, from where CBS's Nancy Chen reports. Authorities say all these shootings appear to be related and premeditated occurring in the early morning hours, usually while the victims were alone. And forensics experts have also confirmed the same gun was used in all the shootings. And a suspect is in custody over the attack on a 67-year-old Asian woman in Yonkers, New York. She suffered facial bone fractures, brain bleeding, and multiple other injuries in what police are calling a hate crime. And as CBS's Christopher Cruz reports, attacks by so-called involuntary celibates or incels are on the rise. Since 2014, dozens 
thousands of people have died in attacks inspired by the incel movement in the U.S. and Canada. The National Threat Assessment Center says women targeted by the growing ideology can be protected by early intervention and behavioral threat assessments of their potential attackers, including identifying warning signs that are often, in retrospect, obvious. Children targets, too, and they were increasingly targeted during the pandemic, as CBS's Scott McFarlane reports. Predators recognized there was an opportunity in a pandemic. Four hours online where teens and children were going to be unsupervised. National Center for Missing and Exploited Children operates a clearinghouse for tips of child online exploitation. The center says it received 29.3 million reports last year at an all-time high. As the pandemic starts to recede, a lot of federal funding faucets face being turned off. CDC officials warned they could lose access to key data to track COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations around the country.